Welcome to the Level Up English podcast, the best place to come to practice the English language, learn about the British accent and culture. With me, your host, Michael Lavers. Hello, English learners. Welcome back to the Level Up English podcast. Michael here, and today we are going to go on an English learning journey together. I'm going to be giving you lots of tips on how you can improve your vocabulary in English. I get lots of questions about this, especially on Instagram, and I found I kept saying the same things again and again. So I decided to make an episode about this so in the future I can just send people this podcast and hopefully it will help them more than my short texts can. So improving your vocabulary is the topic today. And if you want to improve your listening and reading and vocabulary, you might consider becoming a member on Level Up English. So if you go to the website and click on the members button, you'll see a brand new members page and that has a lot of private courses on there. So one of the, well, the most popular course is the transcript course. And this is where you can get all of the subtitles for the episode so you can read along while you listen and do some study that way if you like. You could either access this by joining the course on its own or you can become a member of the website and this course will be free if you become a member and be added in your course list for free. So we've got the transcript, we've got live podcasts, we've got exam courses like IELTS coming soon. Lots going on over there. So if you want to support the podcast and have a private place to improve your English with other people from around the world in our global community, then check it out. Levelupenglish.school and click on that members button. Okay, I hope that's useful. But yeah, let's go into my tips. So I'm going to basically just list through my tips. How many have I got? I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, eight. Okay, eight tips on improving your vocabulary. Some of which I'm sure you will have heard before, um, but they'll be good reminders anyway. So let's jump right into it. Number one is reading, right? Reading is sounds boring, but it doesn't have to be. So reading is such a good thing because you are getting this natural spaced repetition. And this is something that we spoke about in the episode with Ollie Richards. So if you go back and listen to that episode a few weeks ago, I think that will be really helpful on this topic. So what this means, this repetition, is if you're sticking to the same genre of books, the same type of books, you're going to be seeing the same words again and again and again. You don't even have to study them. You don't have to write them down. You don't have to research them too much. But over time, this will become more kind of absorbed into your brain, seeing these words again and again. So that's a really good benefit of reading. It's natural spaced repetition. And I always suggest stick with topics that you're interested in and the ones where you want to improve your vocabulary. And this is just because it's more fun. Don't think you have to read any book that's in English. It's, it's not going to be that fun. Of course, you might have to read a topic for your work or some other goal you have, some study, academic reasons, but hopefully that will be somewhat interesting for you because it will be useful for you. But I, I would always advise against jumping from topic to topic too much. 
let's say you are crazy and you're reading a book uh, every week, or it could be a blog post, right? It doesn't have to be a book. Maybe you're reading one blog post every week or every day. If you go from gardening to skydiving to travel to politics, it's so many topics, you're not really going to see much repetition in the vocabulary. You're going to be seeing the same easy words, but not the kind of more topic-specific vocab. So I would always recommend stick to one or two topics at a time. Maybe spend, I don't know how long it could be actually, but let's say a few months reading about, you know, looking after animals, if that's your interest. Once you feel like you've got a lot of vocabulary, you're quite confident, then maybe you could move on to something a little bit different like, you know, geology. I don't know, that's a lot different to be fair, but the point is don't jump from topic to topic too much. It might be a bit confusing and counterproductive. That's my experience anyway. The next tip is to be active with the words that you learn. Don't just learn passively. This is something that a lot of people forget, I think, and I know that because I forget that. So try to write them down and endeavour to use them in conversation. So this is practising your writing and your speaking. These are both quite active skills. If you learn a new word, you learn some new vocabulary, do some writing. So again, another shout out, listen to the writing podcast episode I did a few weeks ago. I think it, it might have been episode 99 or something like that. And I give lots of tips there on how you can write. It could be like a daily diary, some just random sentences, but get creative with the words that you learn. And yeah, make it personal too. If you make it personal about your own life, it's going to be easier to remember. You know, there are many words in English that I understand. If someone tells me a word, I know what they mean, but I have no idea how to use it myself. So this is an example of why we need to be more active. My passive knowledge of English is quite huge compared to my active vocabulary. So even in your native language, it's the same. Another tip I like, which I do, again, even in English with my friends, is to try to use words consciously in a conversation, say at least five times in a short period of time. So you could have a list of words that you've learnt or that are new for you, and you could say, okay, this week I'm going to use this word five times. That's your goal. Or maybe this conversation, I'm going to use it five times. So often when I'm talking with my friends, in the back of my mind, I'm kind of thinking, okay, I want to use this new word because it's a, a new word in English and I want to expand my vocabulary. And once I've used it, say five times, six times or what, whatever, it becomes more part of my active vocab. So that's a good tip as well. Another tip I think I can relate all of these tips to previous episodes. I've got episodes on all of these topics. But another one is to learn in context. I use Anki every day. Anki is a flashcard software. A lot of people will, I would say, make the mistake of studying words with Anki. I only practice sentences. I think sentences are a much better way to go about it. And because it helps me with collocations, it really helps me remember the phrases and not the words. So I can see the word 
in context of a sentence. Even better is if you can see the sentence in the context of a story or a narrative or something. So that context helps you place the word and understand how to use it a bit more. And it helps your memory to kind of grasp onto the topic of the story when you remember that word as well. So learning context, reading is always a good way to do that. You know, if you're reading, it will always be in context. Following on from that is just to remember that language is made up of collocations, not individual words. When a fluent speaker is talking, they're not thinking about word for word, you know, what they're saying. They're thinking about the phrases. And one tip I like for collocations is the kind of the, the rhythm of collocations. It really helps you remember as well. So I'll give you an example. The phrase that confuses many of my students is, what have you been up to? What have you been up to? So slowly that is, what have you been up to? That just means, what have you been doing this week? What have you done recently? But we often say it, you know, I don't think about, I don't think about what have you I don't think about the words I just say the whole phrase the phrase is kind of like one word to me and yeah the best way to think about that is just like the rhythm it's like a say it in the way I'm saying it what have you been up to what have you been up to the same kind of up and down of the pitch each time that kind of musical sound of the language helps you remember too so remember collocations and Hearing the music of language is a good way of remembering them. What have you been up to? Practice that a few times, you'll never forget that phrase again. We mentioned reading, of course, listening. I cannot forget listening. Much like reading, uh, except you'll hear the words instead, of course. So reading, you're seeing the spelling and how it's used. Listening, you're just hearing how it sounds. So. This is quite important, I would say, because English spelling, as you know, rarely matches with the sound of the word. If you look at, you know, light, why is there a G? We don't say light, it's light. So it's, I think it's quite important to listen as well, and it helps you match the spelling and the pronunciation together. Um, it's just the same as reading, but a little bit of a different avenue. The next tip, this is tip number five, six, six. Okay, tip number six is mnemonics, mnemonics. These are basically kind of, a, it's like a language hack, I would say, where you are connecting something with a story or something like that to help you remember. Um, there's many different forms of this, many different ways you could do it. I'm not so good at doing this, but I do like a simple version, I suppose. So basically, when you can create a link in your mind to something else, it helps you remember things much more easily. So one thing could just be making a story to help you remember new words. So I don't know if this is a good example. If you think about the word bed, many people will say the word, the word bed looks like a bed, right? It's got the two headboards and the E is like the mattress, it looks like a bed. So then 
I don't know, when you're writing or when you want to think of the word bed, you always remember the shape of the bed. Maybe that, maybe that works better for spelling rather than speaking. But that's kind of one mnemonic I've heard people say before, even though it's an easy word, right? But you can make it more complex as well. One tip for this is the sillier you can be, the better. I love being silly with words when I learn something new and it just makes it more fun. I've told the story before of when I learned the Chinese word for tire, tire of a car. And I mean, one mnemonic is the word is like lun tai. Tai sounds like tire. That helps me remember. But again, every time I saw a tire, I would just say to myself, oh, lun tai, lun, and I would kind of say it in a bit of a silly voice. So I remembered it because I, the word maybe was hard to remember, but the action of me being silly and childish was easy to remember, maybe because it's a bit embarrassing. So that was how I remembered that word. Another tip, I kind of said it before, again, make the vocabulary personal and emotional. So we remember things much more easily when it's connected to something personal or something that brings up strong feelings, right? So if you think about your memories, you remember the times you cried and laughed and were happy and sad. Those are the strongest memories, usually. And what if you can connect that to a word? Think of a way in which you could do that. Maybe you could consider writing a story about a time when you were really, really happy and use these new words. Or talk about your kind of negative feelings and use some new words. And hopefully that connection will be much stronger then. Tip number seven is to learn the similar words. I find this really, really useful in foreign languages and in my own English language as well. And this is just kind of seeing how the word is connected to other words. So this could be looking at the history of words. One example I recently learned is the word genre. Genre comes from French and it means like a type, like a comedy film, a horror film. These are genres. And it's related to the word gender, which also comes from French. Gender is like man or woman, right? They both refer to types of things. So genre, gender, it's both got G-E-N in it. So learning about this connection can probably help you remember the word more easily because you're linking it to a word that you already know. Another one, looking at the history a little bit, this might be a confusing one actually, but the word terrific, ah, terrific. It means brilliant, excellent. If you look at the history, the etymology of this word, we've got terror. Terror is, is horrible. It's like, yeah, horror, right? Horrific, terror. Um, terrific really just means it's something, it causes terror. It causes horror. So it used to be a bad word. It used to be a really bad thing if something was terrific, um, much like the word wicked. But now both of these words have kind of changed and terrific is now a good thing. I wonder if it's kind of like, oh, it's, it's, it's so, there's so much terror, it's good. Or like terrible, you know, terrible is bad, right? Terrific is good. It's interesting how it changes. That might be a confusing one, but knowing that terrific and terror and terrible are all related might help you remember them more easily.
Okay, the last one today is patience and time. This one may seem obvious to some and boring to others. Patience and time. But remember, it is asking your brain a lot to fit in so many new words in such a short time. You know, be kind to your mind. That's a good phrase that I just made up. Be kind to your mind. If you have a regular practice with, and you're following the steps that I mentioned before, you will improve bit by bit. But you may not see change day to day, but you'll almost certainly see it year to year or even month to month. And I think it's the same in anything, right? If you think about your personality, today, yesterday, you're the same person, right? That's how it seems. Today and last year, you probably feel quite a different person. It's the same with language, right? So don't be hard on yourself. Be kind to your mind. Have some patience. It will take time, but you can improve your vocabulary. And I'm sure you are learning bit by bit. You just, you don't realise, yeah? So I hope that was a nice positive and reassuring note to end on. And it certainly helps me anyway. So yeah, thank you for sticking with me until this point. I do appreciate that. Let's take a second here to thank some podcast reviews. I had a really nice one from someone who's living in Canada. And this is from username Gilly Brando. Gilly Brando. And they said, I... I'm writing to you from Vancouver, Canada. Currently, I'm living here, but I'm from Santiago, Chile. Or maybe I should say Chile. I don't know. I, I, think, I think that's how you pronounce it, right? Chile. It's funny because right now I'm working as a gardener like you did in the past. Well, I would like to tell you that I learn a lot every day with your podcast. I listen to it while I am using the mower the line trimmer, or just when I'm raking the leaves. I'm trying to improve my English day by day to get a job as a graphic designer. That's my real profession career. That's my dream job. Thank you for your content. I feel it's dynamic and efficient. And also, I think that it's really, really good to listen to different accents of English, like here in Vancouver. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you very much. That's such a cool uh, review. I appreciate that. And yeah, I did used to work as a gardener. I was once told by someone who visited the garden I worked at, they said, you'll never be rich, but you'll be happy. I always remember that. Like, you, you can't become a millionaire as a gardener, but you can be rich in happiness. It's a great job to have because it's so, it's just nice to spend time outside, isn't it? So yeah, thank you very much. That's a very kind review. Let's look at two more because they're short ones. One from Foof in the US. And they said, thank you, Michael. It's a really great podcast. Thank you and keep going. Thank you to you. One last one from Shama. 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 I hope I'm pronouncing your name right one of those ways. They said, hi, my name is Shama from UAE. I'm so happy to find your podcast. It really gives us the opportunity to keep on track to learn English. I have a question about how this podcast will help me to learn and understand English for IELTS. Thank you for your support. Yeah, so the IELTS exam, it's a complex one. I've spoken about this in the past on previous episodes. This podcast will be good for your listening, of course. 
you know, they do have British accents in the listening exam sometimes. So just good practice listening. That's really the best thing you can do. Hopefully improving your vocabulary as well. Um, I think that's the best thing it's going to be for the IELTS exam. And don't forget to listen to my IELTS podcast episodes because I go into more detail in those. Thank you everyone for listening today. I really, truly hope that you enjoyed it. I have found a really nice quote today from Brian Herbert. And he said, the capacity to learn is a gift. The ability to learn is a skill. The willingness to learn is a choice. Are you willing to learn? Thank you for listening. See you next week. You have been listening to the Level Up English podcast. If you would like to leave a question to be answered on a future episode, then please go to levelupenglish.school forward slash podcast. That's levelupenglish.school slash podcast. And I'll answer your question on a future episode. Thanks for listening.